Louise McSharry on 2FM. If you have ever found yourself saying yes to something you didn't really want to do, you may be interested in our next conversation. Journalist Grace Jennings Edquist believes that this is a problem particularly faced by women, and when combined with perfectionism and having people pleaser tendencies, who, me, what? Uh, this can impact on a woman's health, quality of life, and indeed career. But there are ways to turn this around. Grace joins me now to talk about her book, The Yes Woman How to Reclaim Your Power by Finally Saying No. Hello, Grace. Hello and thank you for having me. Thank you so much because I literally found myself in this situation yesterday where someone was asking me, could I do something which was going to take up a couple of hours of my time, a couple of hours that I don't have? And I, of course, was saying yes and thinking I got off the phone and I was like, I I need to figure out how to say no to these requests, but I just don't have the ability, it would seem. And apparently from what you've researched and written, this is not something that I'm the only one facing. It's so not just you, and I have 100% been there, been there, and I refer to myself now as a reformed-ish yes woman, but it's still hard. It's a constant battle. And uh, what I found when writing this book, the yes woman is that more women than men definitely struggle with this uh, for a range of reasons, so you're definitely not alone. Mm. And, and what are the reasons that you found? So there's six main reasons that I drilled down to, but I think one of the first ones is really the way that we're socialised pretty much from infancy to be these really kind of agreeable, nice, um, self-sacrificing little girls. And then I think that grooms us to be yes women. And that happens in things like, you know, all the messaging we get as little girls, like, you know, the study's shown that boys are called on in class more and girls are kind of socialised to be a bit quieter. And if they speak out of turn, they're reprimanded more than boys are. And then you look at, you know, girls' clothing. You know, I have a two-year-old daughter and all the clothing in the chain stores for her is like, Mummy's little helper, sunshine and roses and good vibes only. And all the boys stuff is like these cool messages, like little explorer, wild child, like bold, brave, all this cool yeah. stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I shop in the, in the boys aisle for her. But, you know, I think that there's all this socialization that goes on. Um, and then we're punished in various ways when we do step out of the good girl's line. Um, you know, all that stuff that you would have heard about, you know, women who are assertive being seen as aggressive and punished at work mm. compared to men. And for when, when, when men have those qualities, it's seen as great leadership qualities yeah Um, but then there's other things as well that can be experienced by people of all genders so other things that can make you a yes person um like my husband says he read it and he's like I think I'm a yes woman too so there's things like (laughs) you know you can just have a personality type um there's certain types of traits on what's called the big five personality trait if you score high on something like agreeableness or um neuroticism Mm -hmm. as not lovely as that sounds Mm -hmm. Uh, or conscientiousness those things can make you more likely to say want to say yes all the time Mm. as well as things like your upbringing like you had an upbringing with parents who were super perfectionistic um, or parent or sometimes if you had a chaotic or or really traumatic home life and saying yes might have been a way of appeasing kind of your caregivers so there's a whole bunch of reasons I've just gone through three quickly but yeah yeah, it's a whole kind yeah. of worms. I can tell you personally that some of those definitely ring true. I think <laughs> I think that last one is, you know, so many of us, if you grow up in a household that is chaotic or in any way traumatic, you can kind of fall into the role of everything being your responsibility and other people's feelings being your responsibility. And therefore, you do whatever you can to make everyone else okay. But you have to kind of unlearn those things, don't you, if you want to take control of your own life? Absolutely. And I think you do have to unlearn them. And on a similar note, um, a lot of people told me that there's there's a feeling of being an outsider, which can also contribute to being a yes, a yes woman. So that might be if you're a minority, uh, people I interviewed said if they were the only woman of colour in a room, in the boardroom, or the only um, LGBT person in the room, you might, you know, they sort of felt like they had to work twice as hard mm. 
for half as much, you know, to get half as far. And part of that is this feeling of having to prove yourself and having to kind of um, say yes and please people much more than you would have to if you were maybe you know, in the majority. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So what, what impact does this have on, on people's lives? So I think the main one that a lot of us can relate to is just this feeling of being overwhelmed and overcommitted and really over it. Uh, And we have huge levels of stress, you know, more women than men report they're chronically stressed. Um, We have higher rates of anxiety disorders as well. Not every yes woman has a diagnosed anxiety disorder, but there's a lot of crossover from what Mm. I was looking from, from what my kind of polling and surveys found. And I think that it's just this feeling of not really having the time to do the things we want to do and finding that we're kind of living our lives in this ticking off, like this hectic and frantic ticking off of obligations that other people seem to want of us. Mm. And sometimes there's this feeling of exhaustion or perhaps even resentment of when do I get time to kind of do the stuff I want to, I just want to do my watercolour painting, read my book and have a glass (laughs) of wine with a friend. And it's like, why am I doing all this like preparing a costume for book week for my kids, you know? Yes, I'm relating really hard to that. Um, I have two children and I often feel that way. Um, Like, where is the time for me? And I know you write in the book at the very opening of the book, you're you're admitting yourself into hospital because you're experiencing postnatal depression. And I think a lot of a lot of women obviously experience that. But, uh, you know, is are the two things linked to the idea of taking on way too much? You know, can that feed into a condition like postnatal depression? Yeah, it can. Look, and look, in my case, technically, um, it was more of a personal anxiety and kind of right. a burnout scenario. Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you, you know, when you tick the embedded postnatal depression scale, it can kind of say you have depression, even though all my clinicians were saying, look, it's really more of a generalized anxiety thing. Yeah, but it's kind so of an umbrella term, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, in any case, um, certainly a lot of women I spoke to had actually suffered depression and or anxiety uh, and I think there is definitely, um, there's a lot of crossover as well in terms of the types of perfectionism that these that yes women experience. So there's, there's different types of perfectionism and one is called socially prescribed perfectionism. So you're always trying to worry about what other people think of you and trying to live up to these impossible expectations of others. So not just trying to do your own personal best for your own sort of internal, like I'm just going to, you know, make myself feel great and not beat myself up. It's like a much harsher kind of I have to do the right thing in other people's eyes and that is more linked to mental illnesses such as anxiety and depression so there's for sure a link there Mm. and there definitely was for me as well just caring too much about what other people thought and trying to be everything to everyone and do that all perfectly yeah yeah and I think sometimes it can be hard to kind of I mean this isn't a problem that I have because I feel like I deserve all of the free time but I know that some (laughs) friends of mine certainly struggle to feel like they deserve a break if they have children or if they have a busy career or if they have all of the above Yes, definitely. And I've got a whole chapter in the book all about this kind of, it's called Mother, Other or or Martyr. And it's kind of like, once you become a mother, we have these expectations that, you know, you're going to be self-sacrificing to the point of sometimes losing your identity. Like I talk in the book about scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest, I think while pregnant and seeing this terrible quote that said something like, once you become a mother, you stop being the picture and you start to become the frame for someone else's picture. What? It's, just kind of, it's like this horrible, like I understand anyone who's had children knows, you, yes, of course, there are sacrifices. I'm not denying you have to meet their needs. It's a responsibility. But there's kind of this culture now that's taken off that's about this intensive mothering and this stuff about you have to predict and meet their every need immediately or else you're sort of psychologically harming them. And for some reason that falls all on the mother and there's a lot of, shame and guilt around if you don't do that perfectly you don't do it immediately even though actually there's a lot of 
there's a lot of professionals who'll tell you that, you know, you don't need to meet a kid's need within half a second. Like they're not going to be traumatised. In fact, yeah. there's some benefits to say no to your kids and teaching them some resilience in certain circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I often would have conversations with my four-year-old. Well, he's just he's just about to turn five. And I would have conversations with him where, you know, he might not want me to go out. And I don't go out very often, but if I'm going out for dinner, you know, I say to him, you know, it's really important to see your friends. It's important for you to see your friends and it's important for me to see my friends. And I think those are healthy lessons to teach your child rather than my life is entirely about you. You know, that doesn't make sense because then how are they going to see women and other figures in their lives as they grow up? That's exactly right. And that's exactly a point that one of the parenting experts I interviewed, uh, Georgina Manning, was making. She was saying, you know, you're actually a role model to your kids and kids don't just learn from the things you say to them. They they learn by looking up to what you're doing. So if they if they sort of see the woman in their life or, you know, the parent in their life running themselves thin, um, not practising self-care, then you're not modelling boundaries for them. You're not modelling, like, that it's okay to nourish yourself and actually, like, enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's an absolutely key thing for them to, to realise, you know, mummy has, mummy has friends, she has interests, and certainly, you know, I grew up with a mum who had a wonderful, powerful career and I was... I was extremely proud of her and I looked up to that. Um, yeah. I think, you know, it would have been really sad if she felt that she couldn't have a career or she couldn't do anything for herself because she somehow had to, I don't know, make her entire life about something else, about serving others. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree, obviously. I think that that's coming across very clearly. <laughs> mm. um, so I suppose, you know, we accept and it's very clear that particularly women tend to take on more than maybe they should. We say yes to things that we don't actually want to do or we, we need to not do. Um, so how do you start to say no, Grace? It's a big question and one that there's several chapters in the book about yeah. this. But to just to just to condense them, there's a couple of little easy, I guess, hacks or, or tips that that are good. One that I think you could use is the idea of being able to take back your nose. So you said at the start of this chat, mm. you know, you you sign up to something that's going to take a couple of hours, and then afterwards you're like, oh, why? So there's this beautiful revelation that yes, yes, women can have, which is once you've said yes to something, it's actually not a blood contract. You can actually back out, and no <laughs> one will die, no one will freak out. <laughs> You just have to learn a couple of key phrases and get really comfortable saying them. So something like, oh, when I said yes to this obligation, I honestly thought I could do it, I could do it justice. And just having looked at my schedule, I've got a fair bit on. I'm gonna have to um I'm gonna have to back out all the best with it. You know, there's gracious ways to do it. Yeah. Um, it's no big deal. They'll move on. Yeah. And I think that you know, you might be afraid that that's some sort of conflict or awkward, but it's a lot more awkward if you push yourself through and then have to back out at the last minute or mm. really resent it and they can tell, you know, I think it's better to just say it as it is. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I think is to, on a similar note, really realise that saying saying no doesn't have to be an aggressive act. Mm. And I think a lot of women have been taught that pushing back or putting in boundaries or even being assertive isn't the same as being aggressive or confrontational and it completely doesn't have to be. Mm. Uh, and I give some examples in the book of ways that you can say no that are really gracious. You know, you say thanks for thinking of me. Um, it sounds like a really great project and then you make it a policy as to why you're saying no. So uh, unfortunately at the moment I'm not taking on, um, you know, appearances at book groups or I'm not taking on this extra committee work because I just have too much of my paid work, you know, taking up my time at the moment. But it sounds like a great initiative. I'll, I'll be thinking of you all the best. Mm. So you're saying it's not about you personally. It's not a personal attack. I just mm. as a policy I'm not doing this kind of thing right now. I think it's yeah. interesting what you you said, like, you know, you kind of need to practice, don't you? Yeah, I think it's like a muscle. Sounds yeah. cheesy, but it's like you have to get stronger at it. You have to sit with the discomfort. And and there might be people who push back. And I think one thing is to really hold hold strong. And it's kind of like dealing with a, 
toddler tantrum. Like if, <laughs> if you give in when they kick and scream a little bit, everyone has a difficult family member, a stepdad, a stepmom, yeah. in-law. And if, if they kind of start giving you hell and you go, oh, okay, fine, I'll just drive to your place for Christmas even though it's four hours away, like they just learn that they can push you and that you can be a pushover. So yeah. you do sometimes have to say your thing graciously and and stand firm in, in the discomfort of it and eventually you won't be as uncomfortable saying that. Yeah, and I know another piece of advice that you give is to kind of, you know, buy yourself time if you don't immediately feel like you have the right response or you feel empowered to say no immediately that you can you can say, let me come back to you on that and then you can go away and formulate your response. Yeah, and I think that's a really big one because if you're on this yes autopilot like I used to be, it's just too easy to go, yep, 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 yep. And then later you go, like, why have I done this to myself? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you can just say, oh, I've checked my schedule and unfortunately it doesn't work. Or um, some people tell me they blame their, you know, their partner or their kids. But it's, it's kind of nice to learn how to own it, you know, in your own schedule, in your own time. Yeah, yeah. I Like, would you ever just say, no, I don't want to? <laughs> I haven't got there yet, but I yeah. know some people really advocate that. And I think it was, was it Anne Lamott or someone who said no is a complete sentence. And it just yes. sounds so liberating to say no. I personally think, I mean, we still live in a system where, and this is terrible, but like women can still be judged as being harsh or hostile when they're just saying their truth. And that's a a terrible truth. We have to work in this system where sometimes you might feel this social pressure to kind of soften things. And I do Mm -hmm. say in the book, I I really advocate for women to not fall in the trap of softening things too much. Yeah, You don't need to apologize for saying no. And if you do apologize, you can just say it once and then leave it. Yeah. Um, But I think sometimes it is going to be difficult to just say, no, I don't want to. And particularly, you know, you're dealing with your boss or something like that. You might have to find a way to, to show you're still an eager worker, but you're just not willing or able to, you know, do these nighttime meetings all the time or whatever kind of boundary that's completely reasonable to push back. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hard sometimes because as women, you know, if you want to kind of break out of that kind of people pleasing, um, I'm a nice girl mold, there can be a kind of compulsion to just, you know, well, why, why should I give a reason? I don't have to give a reason. It's my time. I can just say no. But then, of course, we do. You do still have to allow for the fact that you live within a society that has certain beliefs and expectations of people. And you have to think about what you actually want to achieve at the end of the day. And if you want, for example, a good relationship with your boss, then, yeah, I suppose you do still have to be pretty nice about it. Um, yeah. Well, I think you have given us so much constructive advice, but I know that there is loads, loads, loads more in the book. It's called Yes, Woman, How to Reclaim Your Power by Final saying no by grace jennings edquist grace thank you so much for being with us oh i so love being here thanks for having me louise mcsherry on 2fm